Welcome to the Divorce Fairy Godmother with your host, Cassie, as she discusses issues facing divorced women. Listen close while the host and her guests talk about topics such as femininity, hypergamy, gentle parenting, emotional intelligence, and self-love, and much, much more. So sit back and get comfortable for the Divorce Fairy Godmother. Is this thing on? (laughs) Yes, I'm very corny, but you know what? I don't want to sing the welcome back song. I don't feel like saying welcome back because I don't feel like I am the same me from before. So allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Cassie. I used to go by Slim and um, this is my podcast. Divorce Fairy Godmother. And that is The Office playing in the background because I am a super fan and that is a super fan episode. But in all seriousness, I have been in such a phase of transition that I really contemplated not coming back to my podcast. Let me not say that always know when to come back to my podcast but in more of a structured way I felt very seen and open and raw because I have a lot of stuff up here a lot of information up here a lot of things about my personal life up here and for a moment it was my little pocket of the internet and technically it still is because even with over a thousand streams um It's still my little corner of the internet. And I am doing very well. Um, I know when most of the time when people are in their transitional phase, they say, oh, it's very lonely. It's very lonely. I mean, as a mom, how can you really be lonely with kids? Let's be honest. How can you really be lonely with kids? But this is the first time I've been alone in my life. Like, not dating. Um, not talking to my family. That's nothing new. I mean, let's be honest. That's nothing new. But even, like, being upfront with my dad. Now, I used to pride myself and say, oh, my dad's my favorite person, or at least my favorite male. But... Even being upfront and honest with myself about my relationship with my dad, I was kind of in denial about a few things. And it is what it is, you know. At some point in time, I think everybody takes the cape off for their parents, at least if you've had the upbringing that I've had or a similar one. We always take the cape off of who we thought or wanted our parents to be at some point in time. Um, I think the cape kind of slipped for my mom long before it did for my dad. And I'm not upset about it because I've come to terms with who she is. And I think I've done enough episodes on how I felt about her to fill you in on what I was feeling and what I continuously feel. Um, But 
looking forward to doing something different with my children is it's a little scary because on the one hand you want to let me let me not speak about myself in third person on the one hand I definitely am so open to giving them the freedom to explore and be themselves fully and wholeheartedly but on the other hand I watch a lot of true crime I listen to a lot of true crime so it's difficult to want my kids to experience and feel comfortable in their skin knowing the things that I know about how ugly people can be and how you can be enjoying yourself one moment and the next moment you are terrified and I mean I've experienced it firsthand at the hands of people that I thought loved me and this is not a pity party but it is a self-realization party I've been going through a lot of realizations since my mother left and moved to Las Vegas and one of them is you know life is expensive not that I didn't know that before but I didn't have to fully pay everything by myself so life is is definitely expensive but on the other hand I'm also realizing the limiting beliefs that I received from my parents and the things that I do move forward with in my life and the things that I say and the things that I think. Um, Case in point, the other day, uh, my daughter, I realized, left the water hose on outside. And this wasn't for a couple of hours. This was probably for over five days. Now, initially when I saw it, I was very upset because I'm like, girl, you ain't putting up no money for no bills. So how are you leaving this? But then on the other hand, I'm like, why am I teaching her that, you know, she, you know, because she did this thing, it's going to put us in a bad situation. It's not. It's not. I'm going to pay it and I'm going to keep it moving just like everything else. I'm going to pay it and keep it moving because money is here to be spent. Money is what makes the world go around. It's just that scarcity and that lack mentality that keeps us stuck. And I had to like really apologize to her because I'm just like, it was an accident. Yes, she did. She didn't even lie about it. She openly said, hey, I used the water hose. I just forgot to turn it off completely. So in the midst of me telling myself that like, girl, it was an accident. It was something I had to realize for myself like okay what are the things that I'm telling myself what are the things that I'm telling my children what are the things that I get nervous and afraid about because I want to manifest these things and I want this certain lifestyle but then I'm contradicting my beliefs by what I'm allowing what thoughts I'm allowing to play and sometimes you can't catch a thought until you have the thought So as I'm having all of these self-actualizations, it's like I can't fault myself for the way in which I move about through life because these were learned behaviors and I'm unlearning them. So even being gentle with myself is something that I'm having to learn because I can only do what I can do. Like I can only live step by step. Like I can only live day by day, day by day. And if I'm making sure I'm on top of things, then I can't get behind things. You get what I'm saying? So 
that's been quite the learning experience and quite the learning curve for myself. And then being an advocate for myself and my daughters, that's been quite the learning curve and quite the adjustment for myself as well, because I'm not allowing people to, you know, just bulldoze over how I feel or even simple things like mispronouncing my name. If I correct you, you're going to say my name right. Or we don't have to do business at all. You feel me? I'm going to correct you and we're, we're going we're gonna to make sure you understand that this is what I'm going to be called because this is the name that I was given at birth. And I quite like my name. Even if I, I would like it to be spelled a different way, I, I quite like my name. So with that, it's like having to constantly advocate for myself and advocate for myself, my children. It gets exhausting because... I'm not doing it in a way that is pleasing to anyone anymore. Like I don't put on like I even though this is my normal voice, like I feel like I used to speak in such a corporate voice before. Hi, this is Cassie. Like I can't even do it anymore. Hi, this is Cassie. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And it's just like, no, you, you're going to hear this monotone or this low octave that I speak in because this is the way I speak. And I'm not going to code switch for anyone anymore. I even got a new therapist um, who is centered, who's supposedly centered in trauma and PTSD, but he is displaying the same behaviors that my previous therapist was. Now, this is a white male and my previous therapist was a black woman. And the things that she was doing that I finally advocated for myself in regards to showing up for my therapy sessions five to 15 minutes late or leaving the sessions five minutes early no if you are being paid for a full hour you gonna sit on this phone with me for a full hour and I don't want you I don't want to tell you any stories of trauma I want to understand how to unpack this without having to relive this and I like to I'm learning that you know before I used to just be like oh you know what I ain't dealing with this just cutting it off and that worked for me before and I'm learning now to say you know what let me deem what I feel is worthy of a conversation and something that can be fixed or something that needs to be cut off because advocating for myself means that I don't need to be short-tempered with people but I can also let them know how I feel and so the first session, I, you know, let the therapist know how what I was feeling, what I was expecting from the sessions, blah, blah, blah. And this session was like, mm, I don't think I, I don't want to say scrutinize, but I don't think I gave you the full rundown of how I am expecting my sessions to go. And not everybody is going to abide by that. And that's understandable. But I'm setting a certain standard for myself. And it's now trickling down to every aspect in my life. If you are being paid for a service, I'm expecting you to provide that service in the manner in which you advertise it to me. And if you are no longer operating in that, I am free to move on. And that's what I'm going to do after my you know third session and I have a conversation with him of what what my expectations are and how I would like my sessions to move and if that doesn't align with him it doesn't align with him you know therapists are like shoes they don't fit everybody you got to find the one that fits you and you know work through it so I have been exhausted 
and not like physically exhausted, but mentally exhausted. Or at least that's what I've been telling myself. And I've been allowing myself the time to rest and just take a deep breath and figure out what it is that I actually want to do without putting without putting myself in a state of panic. Because again, if I'm panicking about something, what is that going to do to me mentally? What is that going to do to me physically? So what was this episode about? It wasn't really an update because I don't really have an update. I've been enjoying this time with me and my daughters. I've been getting to know them more. I've been getting to know myself fully and see how I show up as a mother. I've been very overwhelmed some days. I've been very frustrated frustrated some days. But the one thing I can be excited about and be happy is that I am not a person that feels hopeless. I might be angry and frustrated and beat down at some moments. But I'm not a person that's like, oh, I give up. I don't know what to do. No, I'm going to figure this out. And I'm realizing that, you know, God, the universe, my spiritual team, whatever you deem as spirituality. I've been saying like, oh, these are my concrete plans. This is exactly what I'm going to do. Here are the steps. Boom, 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 boom. And then they're like, girl, you sure about that? Because everything you want is not laying out how you want it because you're asking for these certain things, but then you're not following through with it. You're asking for this certain lifestyle and then you're not following through with it. And even with, uh, let's touch on the romance department. Even with the romance, I'm saying I want, it's not even want. I am maturing and setting boundaries and higher standards for myself. And then... I'm doing low vibrational things, not sexually, but even if I was, I'm grown and ain't any of business, but I'm doing things like entertaining men that I know I see no future with. And even if it's a brief like conversation, like a 10 minute conversation, the point is I still entertained it. And what do I need to learn from that situation? You know, and then even having conversations with other women, I feel like certain women have certain things in their heads that they feel like this is the only type of guy I can get. For me, I don't have boundaries or limits on the type of man I I want or desire because I know anything I want, anything I've wanted or desired has always come to me. Whether it came to me and it was something that I needed to have at that moment or it was something that I needed to say, I needed to tailor or curtail how I wanted, how I desired for my significant other to come in but then at that same token if I'm desiring a certain type of man then I need to be a certain type of woman and I need to require a certain level of respect and standards for myself and I can't expect a certain level of respect and standards for myself or from someone else from someone else if I'm not holding myself to that higher standard And maybe this is common knowledge, but I don't care. These are the things that I'm learning by having to remove so many people from my life. And even with me being private and me not wanting to, me wanting to shut people out, it's like, listen, I'm not going to judge myself for how I've had to heal. I've had too many instances with too many people close to me 
that I had to go into my shell and recluse and just not allow for people to walk all over me, make me feel bad. But no one could do the things that I I wasn't allowing. You know what I'm saying? And I saw a TikTok video, which I'm about to delete that app, y'all. I'm just on it way too much. But anyway, um, I saw a video because I do follow a lot of therapists on TikTok. And the therapist was saying that when you are a people pleaser, it's a form of manipulation. And I really had to think about that. Like, yeah, it is. It is. So that was another aspect of something that I had to heal through and heal from because it's just like I'm expecting people. I'm putting these people on pedestals and I'm like, oh, I can't believe you would do this to me. I don't know why you would do this to me. But then at the end of the day, they're doing it because I'm allowing them. They're doing it because I'm allowing them. Even if I just say, oh, I I just want people around. I just want to find my tribe. I'm not doing anything to fix the situations and the things behind why I was allowing people to do certain things to me. So I can't say I want to attract something that I've never attracted before when I'm still behaving in the same manner that I was behaving in. I hope y'all following along with me. I'm, I'm excited to be at this point and I'm excited to be at this level because this is a level that I feel like I've wanted to be on for a while and I've wanted to get through and to for a while and I didn't have the courage to because I was so fearful of what people were going to say I was so fearful of being ostracized but baby I've been ostracized you know (laughs) that ain't nothing new but ostracized by who ostracized by the the bloodline that I was born into ostracized by the people that I chose to be around or be in connection with being close proximity to and I can't say friends I don't think I ever had a real friend in my life let me think I don't think I ever had a real friend in my life I don't think I've let me not say I don't think I've been a real friend I've been to other people what I've wanted them to be to me But then it was also tied to my manipulation because I felt like if I love you enough and if I do this enough and if I do you all these favors and if I do this and do that and deny myself this and deprive myself this and know that you you are taking advantage of me, but I'm still going along with it. I I, then that wasn't me being a good friend. And I've also done some low down, dirty things to to women that I did consider friends as well. So it's just like I, I had to take a look in the mirror at what it was and who it was. I was showing up as am I even the type of woman that other women would be okay with being friends with and at the time no I was not at the time no I was not but with life comes lessons everything is is like waves you're not always going to be happy and that's one thing I learned you're not always going to be happy and you're not always going to be sad unless you choose to unless you choose to Even on the days that you are super happy, there might be something that triggers you and you might get upset, but work through it. Case in point today, I have been in in the ways that I've been advocating for myself and my children right now. If if you're providing a service and it's a company, a large scale company and you're being nasty about the service that you're getting. Oh, please, please believe I'm talking to your supervisor. Case in point today, I I set up a, a an appointment, a doctor's appointment. And I have been having tension headaches for the last few days. And I feel like it's related to what I've been eating. Now, normally I don't really buy groceries from Aldi's, 
But the last maybe two weeks, I started buying groceries from Aldi's and I've been having such a crazy headache. And before in 2019, I had that was my first time buying groceries from Aldi's and I had this same headache. So I'm like, let me set a doctor's appointment because something something's going on. This is crazy. I've had the same headache for about seven or eight days. So I set the doctor's appointment. It was supposed to be for today. And they call me a few hours before the doctor's appointment and say that they have to cancel my appointment. So I'm on the phone with the girl and I'm like, hey, um, when can I reschedule with her or someone very soon? Because I, I'm a little nervous and I'm worried about my headaches and I, I, I need to get in as soon as possible. So the girl is just like, hold on. And she puts me on hold and she transfers me. So the person that she transfers me to is like, hello. Or she's like, what do you want? I said, excuse me? Yeah, um, your, your appointment is, I said, I don't even know who you are. And I don't even know why I was transferred. So I'm not sure why you're speaking to me like this. Oh, your, your appointment was, was canceled. So I said, okay, so I've been having a headache for the last eight days. And I need to see when I can get in. There's no, there's no other appointment available until the 31st. I said, you know what? I don't even want to come to the office because you have a nasty attitude. And before I could even say anything else, I, no, I did curse, the, curse at the lady. And she said something vulgar to me and then hung up. So I called the office back because, no, nah, we're not getting off that easy. You're not getting off that easy. Called the office back. No one answered. It just rings for about three or four minutes. And, it, and then it just disconnects. Calls it again. It rings for about three or four minutes and it disconnects again. Then I called the number that is on my appointment sheet. And I get put on hold and then it hangs up. Then I call back because I'm, I'm persistent. No, I'm, I'm going to find out what's going on. I call back and I'm like, um, oh, basically, I had to call back about five times before I actually spoke to a live person. And I said, um. Yeah, I, I want to speak to a supervisor or a manager on duty. I, I need to speak to somebody. Oh, what's going on? What's your first and last name? I said, yeah, I don't feel comfortable giving you that information because whoever I just spoke to, the two people were very nasty and very rude. So I need to speak to someone else. Who's the supervisor? Oh, I can't give you that information. Oh, baby, somebody will give me that information. Someone's going to give me that information. So I had to call about, ooh, I had to call about three or four numbers. And then I finally got to the complaint line. And then I let the complaint line know what was going on. And that person had, the, com the person from the complaint line had the supervisor call me back in three or four minutes. And I, 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 gave, I gave my formal complaint and she apologized. I, even in, in my thing is to complain, I, I know the person is probably not gonna get fired nine times out of 10. I know they're probably not gonna get fired. But at the end of the day, you need to know the type of services that your staff is giving out because this is unacceptable. And those are the words that I use all the time. This is unacceptable. I, I'm a paying customer. My service is already paid for before I even show up. So I don't know why I'm being treated this way. If this is a reflection of how your patients are treated, I can go to a different doctor. I don't need like I, I don't need to come and be serviced here. And she thoroughly apologized and she said, you know, I don't want you to think you're going to run into her. Like we, we had a, a bit of a conversation. But like I said, even if she wasn't fired, I, I'm going to make a complaint. 
because oh heck no and in that moment I felt vindicated because another situation happened earlier this week where I had to do the same thing and it's just like even little minute things or this you know what this might be minute for you but it's not for me this is something major for me as somebody who never used to stand up for herself and just would allow people to say and do things you know this was this was something good for me and it let me know like I don't have to I don't have to operate in the way others want me to operate. I don't have to feel bad for being upset about you are you're providing you're at a company that is providing a service for someone. You need to like and not even humble yourself. You need to have better customer service. I, I'm just happy to be at this point in my life that I can advocate for myself and say what I need to say for myself. Stand up and and be the mother to my reparenting there's the word the fact that I have to reparent myself so diligently reparent myself so continuously is very exhausting because having to reparent my big self and then having to reparent my children it's exhausting alone it is I mean do I have to do it absolutely but it's still exhausting but I ain't gonna keep y'all long I basically wanted to come and say um, this is not an update, but it is an update. Um, I don't know how frequent the episodes will be. Um, the holidays are coming. I oh, and I'm very excited. This is going to be the, me and the girls' first Christmas, and we're decorating big. So the holidays are coming up, and I'm just very excited for. Uh, excited for Christmas, excited for what's to come, excited for my next chapter. And yeah, I'm doing well. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying positive. I hope you guys are learning from your past mistakes and not allowing yourself to judge you for them. Because everything that we face in our mind is just that in our mind. And most of our inner thoughts are not that of our own. They are usually someone else's thoughts with our voice. Or maybe they might not even be your voice. Take a minute to actually listen to your intrusive thoughts sometimes and see what they're saying. But that is it for right now. In some other episodes, I did say I had some things in the pipeline, um, you know, to make my podcast more stream, more mainstream. And I do. Right now, right now, I'm just focusing on other things. So I have not abandoned you guys. I have not abandoned this podcast. I do love and appreciate you guys for over a thousand streams. And I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm very happy about that. That's a great milestone to hit. So I will check you guys in my next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Fairy Godmother. If you like what you heard and want more content, please check out our social media and handle Divorce Fairy Godmother. Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And tune into the next episode of the Divorce Fairy Godmother.